Jesus, brought to you by St. Walter Church in Roselle, Illinois. We are on season seven, and it's already our fifth week. We call this season Love for the Parables. My name is Donna Burke. I am Julie Majofsky, and we together are, we're your hosts. I guess. You'll be the host today. This one's kind of a hard one. This one is a hard one. Okay. You'll be the host. I think I'll they should be the, the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's yeah, turn the host over. Okay. Our, our um, friends today uh, sharing this conversation with us are Christine Everhart. Hi, everyone. And Annette Specio. Hello. Thanks for being here. And if you decide to take over the host. Yeah. Today, <laughs> it's all yours. Feel free. Jump right in. Huh? Feel free. So. The reason we are a little um, iffy about this is because we are doing the parable of the bad tenants, sometimes called the wicked tenants. What or else is it called? Wicked husbands? Wicked husbands or husbandmen yeah, or whatever. Lots of different negative little names for it. Um, so the parable is the bad tenants, and it is it comes from Matthew 21, which, of course, we'll read before we begin. And... Um, Listen carefully so you can get something out of it. (laughs) Listen to another parable. There was a property owner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug out a vat, and erected a tower. Then he leased it out to tenant farmers and went on a journey. When vintage time arrived, He dispatched his slaves to the tenants to obtain his share of the grapes, as the tenants responded by seizing the slaves. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. A second time he dispatched even more slaves than before, but they treated them the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. When they saw the son, the tenants said to one another, Here is the one who will inherit everything. Let us kill him, and then we shall have his inheritance. With that, they seized him, dragged him outside the vineyard, and killed him. What do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do to those tenants when he comes? They replied, He will bring that wicked crowd to a bad end and lease his vineyard out to others, who will see to it that he has grapes at vintage time. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures, The stone which the builders rejected has become the keystone of the structure? It was the Lord who did this, and we find it marvelous to behold. Nope, that actually should have been a question. And we find it marvelous to behold? Mm. I had a hard time with making that into a question. I do too, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I Mm. find it hard to Mm -hmm. interpret a lot of this. But just the title got me. Mm -hmm. Just bad? Oh, wicked even is kind of horrific. (laughs) I mean, what they did over and over and over again. How could that just be considered bad? I mean, no. More than bad, right? More than bad. So, mm-hmm. the good news—I—I I can't—I don't have too much to say about this except for the good part at the beginning. 
the good part is that the um, property owner allowed the husbandmen, because I read that they were like people who, like he gave them a second chance. He gave them a chance to do something. They didn't turn out to be, to use it well. But, <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, what, but you, you're saying that's, that's that was, the loving God that we yes, know. You know that's here, the I'm loving God. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a nice beginning well, of it. gave them more than a second chance. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. How many, I, I just think of that as a person. How many chances would we have given somebody who had, who had done something done like that too? Such violence. So, and so, so yeah. but, but before that, they hadn't done that, those violent things. When he gave, when he gave them the land to, um, to plant the vineyard, it was because they were like losers. It sounds to me because mm-hmm. they were like losers that, you know, needed a chance. Just giving them like so a, that was the positive a, part. A now, what did they do with it? Like, yeah, they. Did these wicked and beyond things? Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> That's your only contribution for the whole. So thing. I was, you know, when I read this pre uh, pre our session. Now, you know, I thought the same thing that we were all teasing about. You know, like oh, this is harsh, and even the title, and and um, I have to say, and I, you know, we'll filter this out throughout our visit here, but like. There was a part of me that was almost fearful, like about all the things that I could say about this in terms of our world that we live in right now. Right. And I was like, "Oh, golly, Annette, do not, you, you know, you don't go down that road. Right you know, it's just too much there." And I say that though because I do want everybody to hear that. Like, I do think that is um, what Jesus was trying to give us in this parable was a, um, you know, a lesson, of course, a reminder that, you know, um, sinfulness and, you know, evil, if you will, uh, do exist. Violence upon one another does exist. It's a part of our, you know, very frayed human condition. And we have to be accountable to it. We right. Just, we were just visiting about yeah. this on a personal level. Like yeah. we have to be accountable. And it's not like we're going to get it right all the time. We're certainly not. And we're not and we're going to be violent toward one another. And I I hope we're I don't think the four of us are really violent much, right. but like you know when I even <laughs> I say that, that you know mean or impatient or how many times There's different you know, levels different of Different levels that. of that. Sure. Exactly. Sure. And uh you know and of course, you know, maybe this is a little teeny bit of my therapist hat talking to or my therapist part, but it's not just that. It's, I mean, it's uh, this really reality that we're human and we are going to mess up. Mess up. Mm-hmm. Perfectly put. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of my initial thoughts of this is like, yeah, is this. Or is, and is this more about God's mercy than anything else? perhaps, in the end. I think mm-hmm. some of it is mercy, but like one of the things that I'm reading here is this was almost foreshadowing that Jesus was telling sure. about his crucifixion. For mm-hmm. sure. Like, you're, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that this is going to happen to me. And, you know, the Lord sent me, my father sent me to build his kingdom. 
Okay, but before that, in the explanation that I did, uh, I did turn on a little four minute. Tell me about this parable. <laughs> and um, my friend said, like the the slaves that were sent out were like the prophets, mm-hmm. and they were mistreated. Yeah, but they they said yes to the Lord, and they were mistreated. In some versions, they're killed. In some versions, they're beaten. You know, but um, being a prophet of the Lord can be painful. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's that component of this too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are a lot of pieces mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. if you want to yeah. pull it apart. Yeah. Well, and it was an important teaching because. It's not only found in Matthew, but it's found in Mark and Luke. Also. Correct. All so the synoptics. It's found in all yep. three of them. Mm-hmm. They all knew that this was a teaching mm-hmm. that for the people of the time and for us in the future, right. it, it carries over. Mm-hmm. Because isn't violence and wrongdoing, that is just a makeup of humanity. You know, like unfortunately, it's, it's, it's something that's always going to be. Always Someday. been around and always, always going to be, be around, you know, as long as we're in the human form, right? Right. Well, and he was, you know, making a point to the chief priests and the mm-hmm. Pharisees. Yeah. Yes. And he knew what was coming. Yes. Right. And Again, it was violence. It was. It, and he knew they knew. Violence. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and he, he knew, knew they knew because they were talking about it already. Exactly. Yeah, yeah right. So mm-hmm. he's really forecasting and predicting like you said you know and then i sent then he sent a son and it's wasn't any better yep they it didn't break them down to um to have um a conscience that said okay this is you've gone to your limit now gonna, yep even though gonna, that's who they were waiting for they were waiting for the messiah mm-hmm. but it wasn't the one that they, in the form that they thought. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was in their own mind. This is the way it had to be, and this isn't the way it is. So, mm-hmm. which to me just seems so foreign because there was so much. Now, of course, we're looking at it from, you know, the vantage point of above versus them in the trenches at the time, but there was just so much that he fulfilled with their prophets, with their prophecies that they knew. This is what they were learned men. They they studied scripture. What is it about him that just made them say, "No, this can't be." Yeah, because you're right, Julie. You know he 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 fulfilled, fulfilled so all, much, right? And he spoke to them on the level that they would understand, and they just kept saying, "No, no, no!" Like I don't know what they were looking for. Well, well. They, they weren't following what he his plan was. Mm-hmm. They were doing what pride and greed and power That's and all right. that kind of stuff. Power. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, they were looking in the wrong place. Yeah, like, they were looking for someone that represented all that stuff. Yeah, and, and he was everything but that. Right. So they didn't want to hear that. They wanted no. somebody to come in, you know, yeah, as a king, powerful, and, wear that big garb, and you know, be a yeah, and be powerful and be greedy and all that kind of stuff. And he too. was humble. Yeah, wore sandals. So and it made them feel yeah terrible because the important people in that at that time were those powerful people, those mm-hmm. people who had money and power and mm-hmm. authority and and he came for the sick and, and armies, for the poor 
and he came mm-hmm. for the disabled and, and the, the uh, marginalized. Yes, things that people didn't who want they were to... supposed to serve. That's what's so frustrating. Yeah. Right. Be- yeah, because exactly. Well, I think you, I think we're you guys are hitting it right on the head. You know, it's like they're that's why they were violent in this parable because it it was fear. You know, we've talked about this other times here. You know, the opposite of fear being love. So the opposite of love being fear. And when people are in fear, they act violently. They act terribly, mm-hmm. or they can. They don't always. But they can, and that's what this was about. Like it was, you know, like, like you said, Julie. You know, like he he was rejected by everybody because he was scary to them. He was preaching mm-hmm. something that was not what they were looking for. They wanted a king with all his glory, and Jesus was no. Let's go take care of the lepers. They're like, oh, ooh. yeah, ooh, I don't know about that. Not sure about right. That. Yeah. yeah, they were happy with their life the way it was. They didn't come. That's what they knew. Yeah, That's what yeah. They knew. well, and yeah. they were comfortable. Mm-hmm. They were comf- comfortable judging. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if somebody doesn't do it our way, according to the law, then they're bad. So we should get rid of them because... And they didn't want to give up the respect, supposedly, they had. You know, when they walked in some place, they were respected. Mm-hmm. They sit at one end of the table and, you we know, call were it servers fear, and all they that call kind it of stuff. Fear, but they call it respect. Yeah. 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 wonder what it was like when they went to the pearly gates. Yeah. That had to have been. <laughs> well, he no, gave good. a warning. That's right, though. That's, yeah. And I think that's what this is. I think this is a warning. Mm-hmm. I read that. Him leaving and going on this journey, the rich man um, going on the journey as God, um, it's because we have free will to do what we want. So he left, and they had the free will to do what they wanted uh-huh. with that vineyard. Yes, God let them let them go. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's yours to do with. It's like when he gave us the Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden. You know, it, uh, here's your get. Here it is. Now live. Right. Mm-hmm. So Bishop Barron had a little reflection on it, and he said the vineyard could also be our whole world, and that that's a place where people can find rest and enjoyment and comfort and good works. And we, it could have been Israel, he was talking to at the time, it could be our church or it could be the world. We're the tenants, not the owners. We do not own the world. We are entrusted with responsibility to take care of it. Our lives are not about us. I thought that was really good. Yeah. It's about using God's gifts. Yeah. All is for God and thus under God's judgment. That's amazing. That was his it's just amazing. warning to us. It mm-hmm. you know, it looks like it's harsh, but what do we Yeah. We have to see the love in it. Right. Mm. There you go. I have given you good. What yeah. be good what are you gonna stores. do with be it? Good ten- you know. Again, the chosen points out yeah. so much of that. You know, just forget, mm. go way beyond, much, much deeper, much more meaningful than all that, um, all those riches. And right, and we all get, we all do as humans. It's part of human nature. We get caught in creature comforts of of whatever, sure. escaping, trying to, you know, but what. 
what you just read, what you just shared, you know, Christine, um, is like we're we're supposed to be reminded constantly that we're supposed to be in this world and not of this world. Yeah. And, you know, I think the parable that we're we're muddling through right now is a good lesson in that, you know, like you you know, watch what you're doing to one another here, you know. And I, I can't help really quick just saying, you know, like what a you know, what an important lesson for us right now in the world that we are living in. I mean, can we just say it? I mean Yeah. We have got to learn love above fear. It's just, I don't, I've come to the point now where that's as simple as I can say it. Yeah. Like we could go on and on and on about all the different components of what's happening. But like, really, it just comes down to we're supposed to be stewards of love and be different than what this world presents us with. Yeah. And, but how many times do we get violent in our minds even? I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I think, I think ugly thoughts about things, people, yeah, me too. stuff. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be, we're called to be, you know, we're so called to be different than that. You are in your um, counseling mode and I'm going to go a little bit into my discipleship mm-hmm. because um, to make this practical, um, we are called to constantly be learning to love, lo- love God, love our neighbor learn more about Jesus, learn to be mm. in a relationship with him. If And many people will say, oh, I've done things like that before. Well, I don't need another retreat. I don't need another mission. I don't need another program. But we do. We do because right. we have to constantly yeah. be refreshing our minds and reminding ourselves and upping what we used to know to the life that we're in now. And challenging ourselves. Yes. yes. So I'll go into my family mode here. Oh, <laughs> so okay. matriarch. And mm-hmm. it's, God gives us this I, uh, family, whatever your family looks like, he gives us this family to practice in. Mm-hmm. And what a better way, because those are the people that we should love the most mm-hmm. besides God. So we have this opportunity to practice so that we can take it out into the world where there are a lot of um, obstacles more so than sometimes in our family, um, to practice, to keep, yeah. bring ourselves to prayer for them, to right. practice kindness but we're and not, love. Yeah, we're never finished growing. No. Mm-mm. And modeling. And Thank goodness, right, in some ways. Yeah. Right. For sure. Because hmm. when we're finished, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. true. We're not finished no. until we're finished. <laughs> Wasn't it your sister that always says, I'll sleep when I'm dead? Who said that? Camille. She oh. says that all the time. <laughs> she never slept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, you know, like, I, I love the fact that we can take a parable that's kind of frightening to read and end up with something to take home. Yeah, yeah I know. I agree. I know that's kind of because we were really not looking forward to this one. Holy Spirit helped us. The Holy Spirit totally helped us. Amen. And again, bringing us together to talk through it is so much better than if I was just in my room. Yeah, you know, reading this, even going over some of the meanings that you can find. It's still 
Yeah, so that, that's richer. one of my favorite discipleship things is how how can we grow and learn if we don't share? Yep. And and I love how you've been consistently through this whole podcast series reminding people of that uh, very thing you that need to share. sharing it is so share important. Share your story, share your feelings, share yeah. your thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things that um, quite often Father Mario will send staff articles and things about um, Gen Z and the young people and how how do we get them more engaged. And that's one of the things that the bishops in Canada, I guess, did a um, kind of like a focus group during COVID with about two or 300 kids of Gen Z age group. And one of the ways that they feel they connect with people of faith is hearing witness. Yeah. That's important to them. Very important. The stories and everything mm-hmm. means something. Yeah, they can relate. Yep. Yep. So. And um, our priests are going there a lot more with their homilies. I agree. Than they did. I mean, when I was young, many years ago, um, every once in a while, a priest would tell a story from his his experiences and people would be like, Oh, that was so nice to hear that. You know, we, you know, but for the most part they didn't. And now I think they're using that, that method more and more because it, it's what makes sense to the mm-hmm. people out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before. Obligation is no longer, you know, the main reason that we practice our faith. Right. It's what we remember, you know, the witnessing is what the stories yes, is what we remember. remember the mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can relate to them or you can, you know, somebody else that can relate to them. And they're easier to share because you remember a story rather than teaching. Absolutely. Well, and that's exactly what Jesus did in the parables, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yes. And he is He modeled our it model. for us. We cope with Jesus as our model. We do. Brings us right around to the beginning, <laughs> to season one, and here we are in season seven. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, for sure. All right. Anything Does anyone want to pray us out? Somebody want to pray us out? Sure, I will. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Loving God, we thank you again for... Um, giving us this time together to learn more about you uh, through sharing our own thoughts and feelings with one another and with our listening community as well. We thank you for uh, opening our hearts and our minds to learn more about how to love. And um, may we just continue to spread that goodness um, through the world and, uh, be accountable and be loving through our fear. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Annette. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Julie. And thank you to our listeners. Um, our prayer for you this week would be that you would uh, witness or share um, some of your deep thoughts this um, with, with someone you love or someone you know. So um, the more we share... Uh, the more we can um, bring ourselves closer to our Lord. Amen. For sure. Okay. Okay. Thanks, and have a good week. Amen. Thank you.